Hello and good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 9th, and this is episode 43 of A Better Father. Which, holy geez, I can't believe I'm at episode 43. Anyway, so lately with the uh, life choices I've made and where I've ended up and who I ended up with and everything, uh, this is one of those like self-reflective, you're kind of a jerk moments where you have to admit you're kind of a jerk moments when you look back and overly judgmental, which I have been way too many times. It's I guess that's one of those life lessons for some people. Other people are just born better. And I used to judgingly make fun of the people who, you know, were the old high school football star and reliving their glory days, and I don't need to use names or actual people, but there was a situation where somebody I knew who was um, in their 60s, close to 60, um, very out of shape, very, um, hasn't kept up anything, blah, 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 eats unhealthy, everything, and went back to their high school for like a celebration, and I had some unkind thoughts and things in my head over that, and it was just kind of like, way, good job, 40 years ago you were something. Like, it just, it was mean, it was cruel, and I see these people who talk when I, as I was growing up and going through my 20s and 30s and just listening to people relive and talk about their moments. And one, when you're being honest with yourself, I look back and I didn't have a lot of moments to reflect on, to be honest with you, because I didn't do that stuff. I was a comic reading geek with a very amazing, very beautiful, very sweet girlfriend and one really great best friend. So I had everything I needed. I just didn't push myself past those things very well or very often. I just became like a little shut-in introvert that didn't figure out or know how to move forward. So anyway, so I was just kind of a judgmental prick. And I would look back at these people or hear their stories or make fun of them or mock them or you know, go out there and have them play soft on stuff, just being an ass. And then I get to this point where I was living well, had things going all right, had a great job. I struggle saying this now after who she turned out to be, but at the time I had this pretty successful girlfriend who um, seemed like she wasn't crazy and horrible. And so, Um, And before that, it was just living the single life, having lots of sex and enjoying things and being footloose and fancy free and a little arrogant and cocky and living in the moment and just having a good time and fun and kind of making it day by day and, you know, ended up working for a good company and making good money. And then I end up here and now my, my days are spent reflecting on what could have been and what was in my glory days of these really four great girls, all of which were amazing, that are all, (laughs) true story, just about every girl I've ever dated, and this made more sense when I was in my 20s, but like the next guy they dated, they tended to marry. They all have at least two kids for the most part, or there's two different categories. They are either, after dating me, they either got married and had a couple kids, or they became a doctor, or they became a doctor, got married and had two kids, or they got married, became a doctor, and then had two kids. So I used to make kind of jokes and stuff about like, ooh, marry me so you can become a doctor, or not marry me, date me, so that when we break up, you can get married or become a doctor. And I promise you that's a fairly true statistic. And no matter of fact, I think that's a completely true statistic of any girl that I've 
seriously dated. Sex doesn't count. But there were some girls I just had sex with that went on to then get married and have two kids. So, so anyway, so I'm living in this world where I look back at, at my life and I had to come to the realization that I am that 40-something pathetic, remember when my glory days of dating beautiful girls and having lots of sex and doing whatever I wanted and just having the good life and now I'm stuck here and bad life choices and so I get why people look back now in a very not well maybe still judgmental but I know I'm judging myself at least way of just like oh yeah when your life becomes crap and you don't have things to really look forward to day to day and again this is all preference where I love my daughter it's amazing I still get to be with her the amount of time I do, spend time with her, hang out with her, and have her in my life the way that I do. But outside of my daughter is when I make these comments and how I reference these comments because that's just a given. And sometimes I just get frustrated that I have to preference things or say, of course my daughter, because of course my daughter. And the other night when I was in an argument with her mom, I made some comment. I don't even remember what it was. Something about like, oh, the only good thing that came out of the last... 12 years of my life was that I figured out I actually want to be married because I ran from it and was scared of it and didn't do it and blah 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 and then it turns out like oh wait no if I had just actually tried it with one of these amazing girls then maybe it would have worked out or I wouldn't have been a d-bag or something um or I would have settled down and then got my head on straight eventually so if any of them were willing to help me get there which to my understanding they all were side note Anyway, then she threw out at me. She's like, oh, the only good thing out of the last 12 years is that, not your daughter. And I was like, oh, of course, don't be crappy. You don't have to have an argument in the middle of every argument or conversation. Preference the most important thing in your life when you're making other statements. So anyway, just throwing that out there because it's just ridiculous that that has to be stated in that way. So for anybody out there that is stuck in a moment like I am and just is clouded around the crap and your head doesn't function right and you're trying to figure out point a and point b and and so you just naturally drift towards when you were happy and things were good and and you were feeling better and successful and all those things and you look back and like mm, yeah that, I, I miss those days i want to go back i get it now and i apologize to every human being on the planet that i ever judged snarked talked crap about um, got drunk and said stupid things to and or about and just realized that, yeah, there's there's definitely something to like when life takes a, a hard left and to a tree that you, you look back and think, oh, yeah, there was that day where I was driving down the highway doing 70 on a nice sunny day, windows down, music blaring, pretty girl on your side, and just having a good time. And... Uh, so that's been pretty uh, pretty dominant in my head recently because I, I'm trying not to get stuck in a hole because you can't change things, you can't do anything about it, it is what it is. Any of those girls that maybe even still have a slight candle burning for me or wondering if I ever got my shit together or ever became got to a point where I stopped being a douche, um, one, yes and no, and two, if we had gotten married, I probably would have, and three, they're all married now. So... Bam. Anyway, so yes, that's that's kind of the point here is as we learn and as we grow and as we, and it's like, it's, okay, so this this bothers me too because you read these books, the Love Line book. Sorry, I know I'm kind of like 
blocking her around over here, but but I'm, I'm on a roll here. So the Loveline book with Dr. Drew Adam Carolla. And you're listening to, I was listening to him one night and I was hearing an interview later down the road with Dr. Drew and I was, you know, putting those two moments together. Remember driving around listening to their talk show and also remembering or taking in his current interview. And he's just talking about these things in life and how we learn and how we grow and how he's trying to teach kids, but there's just certain things they have to do, whether they're going to learn and grow over time. And I'm taking all of that in and, and it's just like, oh, like why? Why like can't, how, how do you reach a kid, you know, teenager, whatever, early 20s or something? And, and there's, there's a lot of things I would change in retrospect. There's also, and this is why it sucks, this is life. Like there are things I wouldn't change. I had some really great fun nights. Many people I wouldn't have met if I had married my high school sweetheart when I had the opportunity or when I could have slash should have slash whatever. Um, like there were, there was that moment there to, or, hold on, sorry. And I remember sitting with my mom on the steps with her crying, saying, and this was like February that I called off our wedding. And my mom's crying, saying, like, who else are you ever going to be able to come over to our house on Christmas with in your pajamas? Like, my whole family loved her, side note. And she was, she is amazing and became a doctor and married with two kids. But uh, so she was the first to fall prey to becoming a doctor and married with two kids. And, and she was trying to find a way to communicate me like she did actually if I remember correctly she didn't she's like are you doing the right thing are you sure you this is what you want to do like she's really great like stop and I'm just like I gotta do this mom like this is just what I have to do this is where I'm at right now and I'm looking at my mom literally crying over this person that she didn't know until like five years ago and and like don't screw this up sweetie but it's your life and I can't force you to marry her. So, and I'm just like, oh, and, and I could have listened to her then. I could have gone to her for more guidance and counseling as we learned and grew as a couple and a married couple and figured out life and kids and all that stuff. So, and then the girl I dated right after her, I just completely wasn't ready for because I'd already been with this other girl for like eight or nine years and then blah, 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 blah. But there's just these moments in life that I find so frustrating that we get this advice and we hear these things and there's a piece of me that has always kind of wanted to write a book or find a way to like to communicate things to younger people or somebody younger who's doing things or making mistakes or or even just a way to help direct or guide in a way that they will listen or make sense and I've read, especially now that I have my daughter and I've wanted to understand things better and be a better dad and like talk to her, communicate or direct her in a, in a more productive way, I've read a lot about the brain, the development of kids' brains and teenagers' brains and how our brains, you know, don't stop and how you can do things to keep brain cells growing and going. And so as this has happened with my daughter, anyway, sorry, uh, that was uh, Amazon showed up. Um, so like I was saying, it's, so I've always wanted to write a book as I've been learning these things about brain and development of how to actually communicate to kids, and I'm sure somebody has written this book much smarter than me, but, you know, write it in a way where it's easier accessed and understood and, you know, in my terms of, duh. But, um, but yeah, of a way to, like, just say things that somehow connects differently or makes them understand because it's that old cliche, the, the older you get, the smarter your parents get. I'm sure that's not true for everybody. But my mom you know, right, wrong, good, bad, things she did well, things she didn't do well, whatever, like, she 
typically had a really good foundational set of things she would say or how she would say them to me that registered and I got and and stayed with me in a very positive, productive way. And so I just, I wish I had found a way, not to say I would have changed decisions or made different decisions. And it's weird when you're in your life and then like it gets good, even though you had to like struggle through all this bad, that it's like, okay, like a lot of these pieces sucked, whatever. But right now when you're in the thick of the crap, you're just like, ah, like, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I make this other choice? Why didn't I turn left instead of right or right instead of left or up or down or whatever it should have been or taking a plane instead of a train? And then you're just like, gah. So, sorry, that was probably loud. Um, But I just, I wish there were a way to, or I've always thought, I guess wish isn't the right way. I just, I've, I've wanted to find ways to communicate better like with my daughter of this is where your brain is at. This is how it's developed. This is how you're understanding things. This is how you are processing things. So yelling, universally, I find, I have learned yelling. This is, you know, a better father tip part here, just jumping in randomly. Like yelling just universally doesn't work. Like we all get frustrated. We all have bad moments. We've all raised our voices when we shouldn't. I'm sure I am not proud of any of those moments, but I've also learned that I shouldn't. And when I watch her get upset, if my voice changes, it, it, it registers with me in a way where I'm like, okay, stop. You're not yelling, but she is picking up on this and she is reacting. When I stop and I hold her and I talk to her about what had happened or why she was getting upset or why she wasn't listening, she's like, because you changed your voice because of the way you were talking to me. And if I don't give her that opportunity because she starts lashing out and getting upset and it's a defense mechanism, she is literally defending herself against me being using a different tone that is upsetting her or hurting her. And then, and then defending herself to that. And she does. She will sometimes kick. She'll sometimes hit. It doesn't happen often with me. I don't need to go into like the whole sidestep, but it's also the other thing doesn't happen as often with me. But when I see her getting upset or I see her escalating, it's just that fight or flight. And I'm the one creating the fight or flight. And then the more you push on her, the more you get upset because now she's fight or flight and then you're getting upset the more it just escalates and then you are the stronger authoritarian person over this little person who can't defend herself the way she needs to, like that's threatening. Like in a very paleolithic primal way, like I'm sure back in the dinosaur age, a little, I don't even know what saw a Tyrannosaurus and was like, okay, like I'm done. Like you can hurt me. And that was our, probably a reaction of fight or flight and taking off and hoping you get away. And when she, when I take the time to stop, realize it's my tone that's causing this and say, what was going on? Why are you get upset? Or was, and actually what I do is I say like, is it my tone that's upsetting you? Like if, if when I, when I think about it and I break it down correctly, it's what got you upset. And then it's like, if she can't tell me or she's just struggling to get away from me, it's like, is it me that's making you upset? Was it my tone? Then yes. Like, and she might not even have the, the capabilities to understand what is happening with her. She just, there's a piece of her brain, of her body that is escalating, shooting up with testosterone or estrogen or whatever's happening. I don't know the biological part of it, but whatever's flowing through the brain and the body to like get me the hell out of here. And then that person walks up and is just like, hey. And she's like, no, you're the one who made me upset. But when I can bring it down and say, is it me that's making you upset? Was it my tone of voice? And then she can start to articulate that back to me. She calms down and then it's me. And then I feel like a jerk. And then next time I don't get so upset. And then, you know, six months later, I kind of forget my paleolithic brain and 
react like a jerk and she gets upset and then I remember what's going on and then I can do it better next time and then every time everything gets better. But to be aware of that and to understand, so when you're communicating, like I just think of that day with my mother on the steps and I'm just like, I wish, I wish there was a way you could have talked to me that I would have listened better or that you could at least found it, found a way to say, just breathe, take a week and breathe. Don't, don't, don't make a choice. And whether or not I had made that choice, like I can tell you right now, one of the reasons I am upset about it, whether it was right or wrong, and she appears to be happily married and has two kids, and I'm sure life worked out well for her, and there was other things surrounding my decision. So it's not just like one complex thing, but just finding a way to communicate to me, like you're about ready to change your life from the life yesterday morning that you thought you were going to have, like, just take a second, just breathe a little, just wait, just wait. And it's, it's because, and I'm not blaming my mom for anything. Like she did great in this, so please don't take it in this way. But if somehow she had found a way to communicate that to me, there may have been more points in my life where I would have learned that breath. I would have learned that weight. I would have learned that just hold on for a second, what you're about ready to do, because I have been very reactional my whole life. I have been very like, that looks like it's gonna make me happy, I will buy it, even though I don't have the money for it. That looks like it'll make me happy, I will have sex with her, even though I don't know if that's the best, safest thing to do. I will date this girl, even though everything is telling me I don't think you should do this, blah, 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 and on and on and on. And it's just learning that breath, learning that moment, learning to just take a second was something I didn't learn, and that's on me. But there were these moments where had somebody found a way to communicate it to me. Like, that's why I try to do breathing with my daughter, and I try to say, you're upset, take a second, or just letting her be upset for a while because it's okay to be upset. It's okay to feel that. And then we can communicate. Because if I'm trying to calm you down or do whatever, and your body is telling you run away because this guy changed his voice and that, that scares me, and then you're trying to calm her down or talk to her in a way she can't because her body won't let her. Like to understand that is just monumentally beneficial to raising a human being or talking to a human being or understanding why they're acting the way they're acting. And I'm reading a book right now, which I will talk about another time because it's far away and this is going to start getting long. And I kind of like the 13-minute episode, even though it wasn't my best one because I broke it up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, as like just understanding where people are coming from and understanding how society or moments or things changed them or molded them or affected their choices they make or how they make those choices. And I think, at least when I think about that, and I don't know how other people process things, obviously, but, but my brain goes to like a bad place. And you just, I just kind of assume like, oh, this person did act, so they must have had trauma in their past somehow. They must have been sexually abused. They must have had somebody affect them in some way. And I just automatically go to this place of just, just this is how you, how come you are acting this way without understanding or processing or realizing like, no, some people just are, <laughs> I don't know how it's to say, but like, like it's it's societal conditioning it's the or sometimes that's just how we are and so that's who we are and that's a different way to deal with it or still deal with it and understand like their brain is reacting in a certain way but the book is called um brave not perfect and it's about how girls are brought up and conditioned to 
to have to be perfect or to act perfect or to get good grades and how boys are allowed the freedom to run around and fall and and wrestle with each other and fight but if girls do that then you break it up and you tell them no and then like girls aren't willing to raise their hand because they're conditioned to like don't raise your hand until you know the answer for sure because you don't want to be embarrassed or look dumb and all of these things and I know it's going to be different for everybody but as I'm reading this the conditioning that we tend to do to females societally and worldly is you're you're expected to be act and perform in a certain way and we are going to bring you up to do that and we're going to condition you to do that and so like one of the things I try to do is wrestle with my daughter because I'd kind of read stuff like this this book is really really good and it's helping me be better at understanding it which now that I think about it I'll link to it in the show notes but um but I've always tried to like engage my daughter and wrestle around with her and play with her and throw her on the couch and I try to think like how how would I handle this if she were a boy versus the fact that she's a girl? And how should I handle this differently because she is a girl and not a boy? Because there are differences. There are things that she will have to be prepared for or know about or be aware of as a female that a guy doesn't. So there are those differences there. And this book is doing so far a really good job of explaining it to a white male who's going to turn 44 soon that doesn't know what it's like to be a young girl or any girl. And... Um, so it's just, it's really interesting to see these things, but it's also it goes back to the piece of what I'm, part of the point of this is, is that it's the way her brain is developed or how she's conditioned or socialized and that affects it. And so when you talk to somebody, talking to them or being aware as best you can of where they are coming from or how they are processing information or what their goal or what they think their goal is supposed to be in this conversation with you and a guy being willing to be like, yeah, I'll take that job with no clue what he's doing. And a female who's sitting down being like, no, I, I don't know this job a hundred percent. So I'm not going to ask to do that job is, is something to understand and maybe turn that guy down and see the female sitting there and say, Hey, why don't you give it a shot, Sandy? So anyway, that was my little rant, my little thoughts. I don't want this to go too long. I'm trying to keep these at a good point. And the long story short of this one is, you know, I, I was kind of a jerk for a long time over things I didn't understand, and now I'm in a spot where I am not happy with my life, and I'm looking back at, at the times when I was happy. And so it's it's understandable to relive. At least I understand better now. Maybe it's not understandable or, or proper or good or right or whatever. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far with it yet. But to look back at when things were good and when, when you were happy and when you were good at something or when life was going in a certain direction for you. And I get that now, and I apologize to everybody I was ever a jerk to or wasn't a jerk to but thought jerky thoughts about. So that is where I'm at right now. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, another one down, and uh, what, seven more to go till I hit 50. So I'm going to keep working on the format of this and trying to like get, which this one I felt like I was a little more conversational or a little more like loose with my talk, and that's where I want to get to and continue to grow towards. Um, I feel like, as I mentioned, the argument that was had a couple nights ago has pushed this closer towards the divorce. And so I am continuing to work towards that. Um, it's hard. I actually just found an article about why it's so hard to break up with somebody in a bad relationship or something. So I'm going to look forward to reading that. Maybe I'll have some thoughts to share. And other than that, thank you very much for listening to A Better Father. So yeah.